Two-time Grammy Award-winning superstar, Carrie Underwood, presents the Denim and Rhinestones Tour with special guest Jimmy Allen. Smoothie King Center, Saturday, November 5th. Get tickets this Friday at 10 a.m. at CarrieUnderwoodOfficial.com. The brand new album, Denim and Rhinestones, is available everywhere June 10th. Carrie Underwood, produced by AEG Presents. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Ash Icon on your radio dial. Of course, don't forget, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Love having you a part of the program. Of course, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms to check, take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base for on all podcasting platforms. And uh, we, again, thank you for listening to the podcast wherever you are. Also, 
Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Mike Dettelier joined me today from WWL Radio. If you missed us this afternoon, 6 o'clock tonight on WLAE-TV. 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLA-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. I'll be on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. That'll happen this evening at some point. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, the Hideout Bar, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, all are open seven days a week. All are open uh, for lunch and dinner, with the exception of Oceana, which is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And all are open late. And I say this every single week because it really is, it really has, there's been a change post-Katrina. Uh, Pre-Katrina, man, you could eat, you could go eat uh, at, at a restaurant late into, into, the, into the morning in, the, in, this, in this town. Uh, now, between the pandemic, Katrina, et cetera, I mean, so many places are closing early. Uh, and if you're a late-nighter, maybe you're out, you know, maybe still partying. Maybe, again, you're looking for a late-night place to grab a bite to eat. Uh, you can always go to the Oceana Family of Restaurants because they are open till 1, 2 in the morning. Uh, and that's a fact. That is a fact. Uh, we'll tell you more about our, our, our title sponsor in just a moment. Want to, want to let everybody know today, Jordy Collada joins us from the Jordy Collada Show at 435. Uh, and then we'll have Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights joining us at uh, 515, talking some Pels. And then we'll finish up with Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints podcast and Saints Wire, talking Saints at 535. So we've got a full show for you today. Again, this, this half hour brought to you by our friends over at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. First of all, again, a beautiful restaurant. Uh, if you love uh, doing a little people watching, the beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street, that's your spot in the restaurant. Maybe, that's again, that's not you. How about an authentic French Quarter courtyard? Beautiful by day, uh, spectacular by night. Uh, you, can, you can have a few cocktails there. You can dine there. Uh, you want to go to the second and third floor? Well, again, there you have two Bourbon Street balconies. One on the second, one on the third floor, with these large adjoining private rooms. Now they utilize that for an overflow when they're when they're super busy, unless they have an event. But your event over at Old New Orleans Cook would be spectacular. Private bar, private restroom, and of course access to a Bourbon Street balcony in a beautiful room with again a setup that is second to none when you talk about uh, again putting together a catering package for you over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, again, great place to be able to have uh, uh, your first date. Uh, maybe, again, taking your significant out, other out for, for, for a night out. Maybe you're trying to close that, that uh, business deal. Maybe, again, it's family or friends that have come in from out of town. You're looking for a wonderful dining experience. It's Old New Orleans Cookery. To find out more, nolacookery.com. Because it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Well, I got a lot to talk about today. You know, Terry, uh, Terry Fontenot, uh, Tiger Terry, I know Terry my, almost my whole life. He called in yesterday and talked a little bit about some changes that are going to happen with the SEC. Uh, the Athletic had a great article on that. If you, if you subscribe to The Athletic, you might want to go check that out. I want to talk a little, about, a little bit about that in um, in, in this half hour, and we're going to talk extensively about that with Jordy, with Jordy Collada as well. But a lot has happened within the last 24 hours, and fireworks going off in the SEC. Um, first of all, uh, we found out yesterday that, again, there will be no more limit on signing classes because of the transfer port. Uh, but yet there's an 85-person uh, scholarship limit for each, foot, for each um, uh, football team in, in the NCAA. So uh, this could work both ways. You know, at one, at one time, again, you know, what, yeah, 25 is what, is what we would normally be accustomed to now. 
Uh, that gave you an opportunity to be able to, again, spread the talent out around, uh, again, the, the entire nation, even though, again, the big boys get the majority of the, of the best players. But there was a time when in Alabama at Bear Bryant would get, again, the best of the best, and half of those guys would never see the field. Well, the transfer portal, obviously, you can't do that because, you know, if you're, if you're not playing, you're out, and, and, and you're going to be out looking for another team. But because of the transfer for portal and because of, again, the defections we've seen, the NCAA, rightly so, again, has gone to, again, a no scholarship limit on signing classes. But, again, the, 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 the scholarship limit is still 85, still 85, uh, you know, for any, any football team. All right. Uh, the other thing is, and, I, and I'll go through this quickly because I want to get to the Saban-Jimbo Fisher situation. There'll be an SEC meeting in June in Destin, Florida, as there always is. And the presidents and the athletic directors are going to sit down and figure out, again, what they're going to do when the SEC goes from 14 teams to 16 teams, when Texas and Oklahoma become part of, of the SEC. Uh, now, there are a bunch of proposals on, on the, the table right now. One would be doing away with the divisions as we, as we see fit right now, uh, the, east and, uh, the uh, east and west divisions. They're going to go to nine conference games. Now, again, that hurts because you're playing SEC teams now nine times. Uh, what is it, 11, 12-game season in some cases? Um, so you don't have those extra uh, games to be able to, again, have the cupcakes that you can get that victory over that can pad your, uh, your winning percentage, to, that, again, that can help you to get into a bowl game or possibly, again, into, into a national championship conversation. Uh, they're going to have three or four permanent opponents, okay? Uh, in, in, uh, uh, that's it. It's also going to be discussed. Uh, they're talking about possibly four team pods, okay, that, that would form rotating divisions. Uh, could be also is also on the table as well as again four divisions for the SEC. Uh, now again, uh, Oklahoma and, and Texas slated to come into the SEC in 2025. A lot of people believe they will be in there before we will be in the SEC long before 2025. We'll see how that plays out. But again, SEC presidents, athletic directors will be meeting in Destin. Uh, in June to be able to figure out again what is the next uh, approach for the SEC when they expand to 16. Some think they may expand even further, maybe 18. Uh, can, do I dare say 20? Uh, we know, we'll see how that plays out. But one of the main reasons is, again, uh, uh, teams don't are not playing each other on, under this present, present scenario. You can have a, an, a recruiting class where a freshman comes in and, and they never see a, a, a certain school that has, that's not on that schedule ever uh, in their four years. They're trying to be able to, to, again, to combat that and to try to maybe even the playing field. Now, some people believe that this is going to be in Alabama's favor, et cetera. Look, let's, let's just see how it plays out, okay? Let's just see how it plays out. You know, I mean, look, uh, Texas is coming in with a lot of money. Texas, Texas is, is going to be formidable in the SEC now. Again, recruiting Texas uh, with, 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 as an SEC school. Uh, Oklahoma, again, uh, a, a national, uh, a, a national uh, a team that, that, again, recruits nationally, uh, but also dips a lot into Texas. So, you know, we'll see how this thing kind of plays out. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to jump the gun. Uh, let, let's, as we get a little bit closer, we'll get some more experts on to get, kind of get their take. We'll get Jordy's take this afternoon, uh, who's been all over this on his show, the Jordy Collada Show. Uh, but we'll see how that plays out. But the big fireworks today, were, last night and today, was the battle between Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, and, oh, yeah, a little bit of, uh, of Neon Deion Sanders uh, in the mix here. Started out last night with Nick Saban, who was at an event, who was asked about NIL, name, image, and likeness. 
and he, he gave his thoughts on it, uh, you know, saying that, again, that I'm paraphrasing here, that this is not the way it was supposed to be set up, uh, that, you know, you know that, uh, that, that teams are not supposed to be buying players. Well, and then pretty much said something that we all know, and, and this is what I don't understand about Jimbo Fisher, but, but you know, in, in the same breath, I get why Jimbo Fisher became very, very defensive, um, that Jimbo Fisher bought his, his, his uh, recruiting class. He did. He did. Okay, look, but he did it within the rules. The rules were set forth with NIL, and Jimbo Fisher, again, uh, and, and Texas A&M were, were way ahead of the curve when it, when it comes to other universities, especially big-time universities and big-time conferences. They have boosters with, with, again, deep pockets. Some of that goes, again, back to oil money, right? They have one of the largest endowments in, in, in all, of, all of, uh, uh, of, uh, of universities in, in, in the country. So you know they have, they have a lot of money at Texas A&M. Well, Jimbo was smart enough to, again, utilize that. Again, he mobilized that. And because of that, yes, he bought himself the number one recruiting class in the nation. And if I'm Jimbo, I would be standing on the podium sticking my chest out saying, yeah, I beat every one of y'all to the punch because, again, we knew what we were doing on the NIL. Instead, he continues to deflect that, like, again, like somehow, like, like it's, it's a scarlet letter or something, okay? Uh, but with that said, when you, when you look at the situation last night and the comments that were made, that again, and, and again, uh, directly at um, uh, Jimbo Fisher, also at Jackson State and, and Deion Sanders, uh, there was an, a very volcanic reverberation throughout college football today with, again, Jimbo Fisher firing back today, uh, again, uh, saying that, he, that, again, that Saban pretty much has bought all his recruits as well. Look, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> did we just wake up this morning? Yes, Nick Saban buys his recruits. Nick Saban has always bought his recruits, okay? So, so did Les Miles. So, so, did Nick, uh, so did every other, again, top coach in, in, in college football and college basketball and, yes, in college baseball. Okay, there's always been the $20 handshake, the $50 handshake, the booster that gives, the, again, the no-show job. This has been going on uh, for, again, my entire lifetime and before I even, again, I was on this earth. So this is not something that, again, that is earth-shining. Oh, wait, no, no. But, again, to, for, for Jimbo Fisher, who knows where the bones are buried with Nick Saban because, again, he learned at the knee of Nick Saban, by the way, at, at LSU when they both were at LSU, it is a situation where, again, this is a guy that, again, knows exactly how Saban works, knows, knows, knows the, um, the inner workings of, again, how he manipulates the system, and ultimately today, again, came out and pretty much said that, that again, Saban's been cheating his entire, his entire career uh, as a college coach. Called, Doug Macy said he was a narcissist, uh, and, and, of course, uh, and, you know, talked about him being despicable, uh, and then said, go dig in the Saban's past. Go dig in the Saban's past, and, you, and what, what you'll find. Deion Sanders was, was a little bit more abrupt. He, called, he basically called uh, Saban a liar, okay? Uh, and that has to do, again, with Travis Hunter, the number one recruit out of Atlanta who was, again, pledged to Florida State for the last couple of years but ended up going to Jackson State, which was reported to be a million-dollars uh, NIL deal. Now, that's been refuted. It's been refuted by Travis, uh, Travis Hunter, who says uh, he said in a, in, in a uh, uh, Twitter post today, my mom is living in a three-bedroom house with four kids, I mean, with five kids. Do you think I have a million dollars? Now, we don't know what the situation is there. Uh, Deion Sanders came out last night and said again that he didn't need to be able to pay Travis Hunter. Paraphrasing here uh, on, his, on his Twitter feed that, again, he was going to the historically black university because, of, you know, because he wanted to be part of, again, uh, being part of, 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 of a historically, historically black, black university to play ball at. 
we have no idea what, what, why Travis Hunter went to Jackson State. We know, it's, again, it's kind of unprecedented, especially in modern times, to have the number one recruit in the nation to go to Jackson State. But, I mean, I've said this all along. The NFL will find you. It doesn't matter where you are. If you can play, they will find you. That also doesn't mean that, again, Travis Hunter didn't get anything. Uh, but it's within the rules because the rules state now, again, that you can be paid for your name, image, and likeness. So this has really been a, a lot of fireworks that have gone on uh, throughout the day. As a matter of fact, uh, this afternoon, uh, after Jimbo Fisher's press conference this morning at 10 o'clock, um, Nick Saban jumped on a Sirius XM uh, radio show and, of course, is telling his side of the story now. Uh, but come on, ladies and gentlemen, let's not be fooled, okay? Look, anybody that's been following collegiate athletics for any length of time knows that, again, the amateurism uh, badge that they've been carrying for, for, again, decade after decade after decade has been long gone in modern times, long gone, okay? If you're a national championship contender, whether it's in basketball, football, or baseball, especially in basketball and football, you're paying your players one way or the other. The only difference is now name, image, and likeness, again, legalizes that. Now, let's see what's going to happen here, okay? Uh, there's been a lot of talk. First of all, the NCAA doesn't have the guts enough to do it themselves, so they went to Congress. They asked Congress to be able to put, put out a, uh, a law uh, that, would, that would oversee name, image, and likeness. Congress rebuffed that. Um, We'll see ultimately if, again, if they're going to get involved in this and, and somehow, again, uh, streamline this, make it an even playing field for all schools. Because there is going to be a, a, a – there's always been a difference in terms of, again, the ability for the big schools to, again, not only give, again, the wink and the smile payday, but, again, because of the ability to be able to be seen on national TV, have a chance to win a national championship, that you have a leg up on, again, some of the smaller conferences. Okay? Um, so, I mean, that's been forever. That has been forever. The transfer portal opens up a different, uh, a different avenue now. Uh, but also, look, I mean, when you're hearing that kids are getting $100,000 to go to a school. You know, we had Jordy Collado on this program shortly after, uh, after uh, recruiting ended. And, you know, he talked about uh, several uh, LSU recruits that ended up elsewhere, at the University of Alabama, at Texas A&M. Kids that were, again, long-time, uh, grew up LSU fans, wanted to play at LSU, wanted to have the opportunity to be a Tiger. And, and the reason why they ended up at, at Alabama and Texas A&M, respectively, is because they were outbid for their services. And it's, it's been, it is, it is, this is nothing that's in the closet here, like, again, what we've seen in the past when it comes to paying players. Okay, this is out in the open now. And LSU was not ready, okay? They weren't ready from, from the standpoint of, again, the regulations and the laws here in the state of Louisiana that allows the university to get involved. And then they weren't, they weren't ready in a lot of cases in terms of having, again, uh, business people with deep pockets who, who ultimately would have the opportunity to be able to fund this. The TAF has, done, has, been, has been funding LSU athletics for the longest time, Okay. One of the reasons why, again, you see all those new shiny buildings on campus that's part of, of, of the athletic program. But, you know, they're both wrong, and they're both right, okay? They're both wrong because at the, at the same time, look, they both know that they've both been paying players their entire careers, either whether they were an assistant or head coaches. Again, that's how you build a program at the end of the day. And then, and then on the flip side, if I'm Jimbo Fisher, man, I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm telling everybody, yeah, we did it better than you. We, we, did, we followed the rules, and we did it better than you. And I just don't get the Jimbo's, you know, it's almost like, again, he's, 
he's embarrassed. He's pissed off that, again, the people are saying that he bought his, his recruiting class. You bought your recruiting class. But so many other recruiting classes have been bought as well. That's one of the reasons why I get a feel the way I do way I do about the NCAA when it comes to basketball and the situation with LSU and Will Wade. I mean, we, until you bring down a blue blood, and I mean, I'm truly bring down a blue blood. I don't want to hear about again what LSU and Will Wade did. Okay, Kansas won a national championship with Bill Self, and he's accused the exact same thing that 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 Will Wade is. Now all that goes out the window now with again name, image, and likeness. But they've got they've got to get this under control. Okay. Uh, and maybe level the pay- playing field some. Some people would like to see caps on, on the amount of money that you can make. I mean, a lot of, lot of, lot of players are not going to like that. They want to make as much money as they can. But I said this when name, name image, image, and likeness came in. The, again, this, this faux amateurism uh, tag that the NCAA and, and college athletics likes to be able to, again, boast about, it's over. It's been over for a long time, but now it is over. Because you are paying players now to be able to, again, uh, to, to be able to uh, play for your university. And it, 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 at the top, at the very top, at the cream of the crop, it's a bidding war. It's a bidding war. And, and again, it will hurt a, a, a program like LSU, who don't have, again, the, the type of money that they have in other states. But yet, again, they have a, um, a, a crop of, of, of high schools each and every year that's among the top in the country. I mean, so you think you had a situation where, you know, Alabama, uh, Texas, uh, we could go, you know, other SEC schools, uh, schools, other schools outside of, of the state of Louisiana that come in and try to dip in. And, of course, Saban's been the best at it, right? Um, come dip in and, and, and grab a player here or there. It's going to, you know, again, a lot of that's going to be now above board on getting name, image, and likeness. Look, we've heard for years about what the barbershop in Livingston Parish Okay, the, the kids from a meet and, and, and again, that 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 cluster of, of, again, great high school football and some great players that have come out of that area that were again, were destined to be at LSU and they end up at Alabama. You think that happened by accident? Come on. So, yeah, look, it's fun to be able to watch Saban and, and, and Jimbo Fisher go at it. It's, it's great to see again. Dion kind of chime in as well. Right. But at the end of the day, we know the score. We know the score. Okay. It's been a long time since college athletic has been pure amateurism. It's been a long time since you haven't been in a situation where, again, uh, the, the, the big boys especially, but across the board, where the, the top athletes are not getting paid in some form or fashion outside of what they're getting with their scholarship. But now, because of NIL, because of name, image, and likeness, uh, again, it, become, it, it becomes a bidding war, and it becomes a, a bidding war that is made public. So we'll see how this plays out. Okay, but uh, the fact that those two are going at each other and, and, and the fact that, again, Nick Saban uh, and, and Jimbo Fisher, who Jimbo Fisher knows where all the bones are buried when it comes to, to, uh, to Nick Saban. And that's why I find it laughable that, again, some of these other, uh, other uh, universities have turned other universities in for, for violations when you know they were violating, again, the rules themselves. So it's great entertainment, but at the end of the day, the NCAA, which is, uh, again, a rudderless ship, has to get control of this. Uh, or else, again, the, 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 the difference uh, between the have and the have-nots will continue to grow wider, wider, and wider to the point that you're going to have a super conference with, again, all, all the big-time schools and conferences, 
and then just the rest of college athletics in terms of, you know, maybe going down to another division. So we'll see how this kind of plays out uh, with NIL. It's still in its infant stages. Uh, but uh, this, to me, is, you know, the, the, the kettle – the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Saban uh, pointing fingers at, at, at Jimbo Fisher for paying players. Give me a break. Give me a break. Jimbo, I applaud you. You did it. You did it in the rules, and you did it better than anybody. You know, I'm not happy you took a bunch of recruits from LSU, but, again, you had the deep pockets. You did it. And I would be man enough to be standing at that podium saying, you wish you were me. You wish you, again, would have gotten ahead of the, the curve like we did and did it right. Now, y'all try to catch us because, again, we're leading the league now. But we'll see how it plays out. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a company you can trust with your air conditioning system, it's Burkhardt. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business Truly a company you can trust. I can promise you this, promise this out. Look, I put my reputation on. They will, they will never cheat you or gouge you. That's how well I know John Burkhardt and his family. And I've known John over 30 years. John Burkhardt, again, uh, again, he has said this to me a long time ago. My name is all we have. Okay, trust is the foundation of our business. And that's how they built their business from a, uh, a company that had one truck to now this mega company with over 15 trucks in the field with Nate certified technicians. And, of course, they are authorized to service any brand out there. In the market for a new system, some of the top brands in the industry, Burkhardt is authorized to sell. When it comes to AC and heating, it's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and Old New Orleans Cookery. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag. Wendy's Biggie Bag is still just 5 bucks. Get a double-stacked junior bacon cheeseburger or crispy chicken BLT plus four-piece nugs. Small fries and a small drink. Grab your bag at Wendy's today. U.S. price of participation may vary. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Delays remain heavy if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carey Spillway to the airport. Delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from City Park to the high rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from just before St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays on the eastbound side along the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. And look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 
467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. This Saturday, grab your family and friends and head to the Shrine on Airline for NOLA Gold Rugby. The fun starts at 5 p.m. with a band and crawfish boil on the concourse. Then second line to your seats for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Stick around for the post-game fireworks and player meet and greets. It's not just a game, but a true experience. Get tickets today at nolagoldrugby.com. That's nolagoldrugby.com. This report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Side New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6. Tomorrow will be preempted just a little while by UNO Baseball. They, uh, they beat HBU today 10-3. to 3. Uh, So tomorrow they'll, they're in the winner's bracket. They'll play at 6 o'clock. That's uh, 5.45 pregame. So we're out here about 5.44. Uh, but that's tomorrow's program. The William Grant family is still his Friday extravaganza. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby A. Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Voted number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Man, just got to swing in there and check it out. First of all, if you're a sports fan, it's, it's a fantastic restaurant within a kind of a sports bar type atmosphere because, again, the bar is filled, filled with, again, some of the, the, the finest beer selection you'll find in the city. Uh, just, again, a, a great uh, lineup of, of uh, spirits and then amazing mixologists, okay, that are some of the best in the city. Uh, TVs everywhere. Over 30 TV screens at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Even TVs in the restroom. You'll never miss a play. And then, the again, the... The, the sports memorabilia. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, unique, perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Uh, you look at the uh, the uh, 
memorabilia, some of his one-of-a-kind items. It's like a museum at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. And then the, the menu. I'm telling you, something for everyone. And, again, that, that's just not a line. Literally something for everyone. Uh, fantastic from, again, great Louisiana food, uh, uh, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. So, again, barbecue ribs, great burgers. They got a pasta dish. Uh, that is uh, that is fantastic. Uh, but, again, the, the entire menu, you will find something that you'll love at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. And they're open late, seven days a week, lunch and dinner, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. To find out more, to go to BobbyBears.com. Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. So good. All right, joining us on the program now, good friend of this show and a guy that, again, is, is not just taking Baton Rouge by storm, but taking the digital media platform uh, by storm as well. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, joins us on the show. Jordy, how are you today, bud? Hey, good to be back, man. Thanks for having me. Jordy, before we get started, you know I got to, got to let you promote the show. Tell us all about it, bud. Yeah, man, appreciate that. E. We're on uh, YouTube, and we're just started streaming on Twitter as well. At Collada Show is the social media handle. Um, we have uh, we were on seven to nine a.m. daily. Like I said, all digital uh, with YouTube and uh, Twitter and JordyColladaShow.com. Uh, easiest way to find us is on social. Just hit us all of our uh, social handles is at Collada Show. Uh, we'll be on tomorrow morning, seven o'clock. Now, Jordy, you mentioned something last time we had you on. Something you're working on something with WAFB as well. Has that come to fruition yet? It has. E. We're kind of just going over the the legalities of it, just uh, signing everything up, but. Should be uh, just kind of uh, um, easy to kind of push through here through the last part, and we'll have uh, a lot of our content now running on WAFB.com. And, um, you know, some of these interviews, we had John Emery, LSU mm-hmm. running back on yesterday morning. B.J. Ogilary was on this morning, and Matt McMahon, LSU head basketball coach. Some of those features uh, could be up on some of the 610 news, you know, just snippets driving people back to our, yes. our, uh, our platform and where we are. So uh, we're really looking forward to it, really excited. Uh, really starting to kind of spread uh, from not just the the, di- the digital platform, but uh, on the more um, you know easier, more accessible platforms yes. for the listener. Well, again, um, first of all, quality host, quality product, and of course, when you work hard, good things happen to you. And that's that's Jordy, Jordy Collada in a nutshell. Jordy, man, I'm so we I, I scheduled you to talk more about LSU basketball today, but we're gonna, we're going to take it we're going to take a, a a right turn here. And, and talk a little about what's going on over the last 24 hours and also what's happening with the SEC. First of yeah. all, the fireworks that went on between Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, and again, let's throw in a little Deion Sanders there. Yeah. Well, I, I spoke about it in my open. Why don't you take it from here, from your perspective, what you've heard, what you've seen, and, and I just find it very, very funny. You and I have talked about this before. If I'm Jimbo Fisher, I'm standing at the podium, I got my chest stuck out saying, hey, I beat every one of you guys to the punch. We were ready for NIL. You weren't. Yes, we bought our, our, our um, recruiting class. Uh, try to catch us. Uh, instead, he continues to be able to deflect this, and of course, he pretty much let Nick Saban have it after, again, Nick Saban's comments last night. Talk a little bit about it. An incredible back and forth. I think that, you know, this is, this is going to be a day that lives on in college football forever. He really and truly, I, I think this will, this will be a, uh, a sound bite and a video clip that they're still airing, you know, 70, 80, 100 years from now. I mean, this stuff today and last night was explosive. I heard uh, Nick Saban. Uh, actually replied to Jimbo Fisher this afternoon. He was on with Jacob Pester and Bobby Carpenter on, on, on Sirius Radio. But, um, you know, he was very apologetic to Jimbo by singling out his program along with Dion's. I couldn't believe that, that he, he went there last night. I, I just – Saban is so 
uh, cautious and calculated on on when he is you know publicly out there. He had to know. There's no way that 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 I would ever believe that he didn't know that that was going to get out and be wildfire. I mean, just explosive like it was. And you know, Jimbo this morning. Uh, that looked like a, a, a self-called press conference. I don't think that anybody uh, was going to talk him out of that. Nobody was going uh, to consult him to maybe re- rethink this. He was having that press conference at 10 o'clock this morning, and when he sat down, he, uh, you could see it. I mean, his lip, his top lip was quivering. I mean, he was, he, he was, he was shaking. Uh, he was, he was so mad. And some of the the claims and some of the some of the things that he said about, you know. Nick Saban, who is you know the most powerful coach and and probably individual within college sports and college football, um, was just fascinating. I just I couldn't I could not believe that that we were witnessing uh, two coaches of this magnitude at this level. You're uh, really going back and forth. But e what it what it details is look opening line of what Saban said was what. We finished second. We finished yes. behind Texas A&M. He's been stewing on that since that day. And, you know, a lot like Jimbo pointed out, he, he's always going to kind of try to bend the rules to fit the program. And, you know, I think that you're, you're right. Jimbo and Texas A&M, they understood the assignment. They understood the project. When it was time to turn it in on the day that it was time to turn it in, they were first in line, and they beat everybody to the stage and to the punch, and they did it in a way that you want to be mad at and you want to criticize, but you got no holes to do it because all they were doing was taking advantage of the rules and they were able to put together, you know, a top recruiting class. So, you know, as far as the argument goes, the both of them are really kind of correct. You know I mean? Saban saying that Texas A&M bought the class is not, uh, you know, it's just kind of a, a, an opponent's way of saying that, you know, I mean, he, he paid for all his recruits. And Jimbo, mm-hmm. I think even this morning, recognized by saying we didn't break any state laws is kind of the way that he was dancing around it by saying, look, yeah, we took advantage of our name, image, and likeness law in the state of Texas, and we did it better than everybody else. Um, but, but, you know, he, he, wants, he, he wants us to believe that it was done with retro recruiting tactics of building relationships and, the, you know, the better relationships going to win out when – Look, I get it. I, I understand that that's, that's the hill he, he wants to fight on, but it's a tough one to die on because the evidence is just so outstanding uh, against what, you know, I mean, Saban is pretty much saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yep. look, they, they pay people from you know, the, the, the south tip of Miami to the, the, the swamps of Louisiana to, to, to northwest Washington. I mean, they, they went and found the best football players in the country, and they made them offers that they couldn't refuse. You're 100, we, we've talked about it in this program. You brought up two instances to back that up with two Louisiana kids that wanted to be here and playing at LSU, and they just couldn't turn the money down that Texas A&M offered them on previous shows we've spoken. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I mean, look, that's Tack Miner is one of those guys. Tack Miner's a former basketball player at LSU. He told the story on our platform, on a public platform. I don't think that. You know, I mean, nobody's hiding from this. I don't think that there's anything wrong with stating that, look, you know, Tack's son, Denver Harris, was the number one cornerback in last year's recruiting cycle. Tack went to LSU. They lived in Houston. Their entire life, they were making the I-10 drive over to go watch big games 
in Tiger Stadium. Harris knew at a young age he wanted to run out of the tunnel in Death Valley on a Saturday night. He wanted to play at DBU. All those dreams, all those desires of wanting to do that went out the window when Texas A&M walked into their living room, put a, you know, essentially a contract on their coffee table and said, here's how we're going to compensate you for the next three to four years to play football for us. And it was just something that at this point in everybody's life that was in that room couldn't turn down. And from Texas A&M standpoint, smart play. They just went and beat LSU and made their opponent weaker, made themselves stronger, and put together a, another five-star in the class that has six of them. I mean, Eric, they've been grading these recruiting classes for like 30 years now, mm-hmm. and this is the best recruiting class ever that's been graded by these services by, I mean, legions. It, it, it's not even close to some of these classes that Alabama and you know even Miami back in the day would sign. Mm-hmm. LSU's had some pretty good years, but I mean, none of those classes are even close to what A&M pulled this year. And it's because they understood what the, the rules or the lack thereof were in place. And they absolutely ran laps around their opponents as far as taking advantage of it. And for whatever reason, Jimbo Fisher is defensive over that. While to me, he should be just kind of smiling and waving and saying, yes. we're about to do it again. Right. Y'all don't get it together. We're going to beat you again, no doubt. On the flip side, I smell a little desperation on Nick Saban, who a guy is, again, that since he went to LSU and built that program up and, again, comes back, goes to Alabama, rebuilds that program, he's been the king of college football. Uh, Top recruiting classes every single year. But, again, don't have the money in the state of Alabama that maybe they have in the state of Texas. Don't have the athletes in the state of Alabama that they have in the state of Texas. And to me, again, it smells like a little desperation on his part. Uh, I knew that he was reeking desperation earlier this week when he was calling for parity in college football. I mean, give me a break, man. When has it ever been parallel between the competition and college football? All you have to do is look at the college football playoffs, and it's been incorporated. It's featured the same, pretty much the same teams every year. I mean, it was the Alabama Invitational for the first five years of the whole deal. And Saban's calling for parity and wants to go back of how the rules were operating. He wants to go back because, in my opinion, he sees that the game that Steve Sarkeesian and Jimbo Fisher are playing at Texas and Texas A&M, nobody can keep up with if they do it the right way. If, if they put these, these rules in place and they allow the, these collectives to work, and I know that there is a, a lot of pushback on that right now, but yes. whatever shakes out and, and, and is allowed in name, image, and likeness, Texas A&M has, has shown that they are um, so far out in front of everybody that I think even Saban recognizes that they can't keep up, that they're not going to be able to dominate like, like they have. And for as mad as Jimbo Fisher was this morning and as scathing as his comments were, he, you could see the truth in a lot of what he was saying. He didn't want to tell you the whole story, but he was giving right. you an idea that Saban has been not only the best coach in this game for the last 25 years, he's also been the best cheater in the game right. for the last 25 <laughs> years. And it, it's kind of a, a fraternity, you know, that, that, you know, nobody wants to tell everybody's dirty little secret, but for right. whatever reason, last night, Nick Saban broke the code and Jimbo Fisher is that's to me, 
what has what 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 is what had him and probably still has him so just boiling hot. I mean, yes. is that this guy's got the audacity to step on a public stage and question our recruiting tactics when right. you know Jimbo's been on his staff and recruited against him for for now upwards of twenty years and and, and seen you know really how Saban gets the deals done. Right, and he knows where all the bones are buried. He knows he Absolutely. knows the recipe for success Absolutely. because he learned at Nick Saban's knee. I'm with you. And then, of course, the situation with Deion Sanders calling Saban a liar after, again, talking about Travis Hunter, the number one recruit in the, in the nation, getting a million dollars. Now, Ken, uh, Travis Hunter comes out today and says, one of my, he goes, my mom lives in a three-room house yeah. with, again, five kids. You think I got a million dollars? Who knows one way or the other? Uh, you got Deion saying that he went to an HBCU, Jackson State, because, again, he wanted to be part of the HBCU experience. Whatever it is at this point, Deion uh, chiming in there as well. Yeah, I thought that that was – that that was the comment from Saban. That was out of bounds. I, I thought that that was a low blow. I, I didn't see the need to go there. Why, why, why take a shot at, at a kid like Hunter who is is taking a very unconventional route? I, I really look, man. However, Travis Hunter believes he can get to Sundays. I'd love to watch him play. I saw him in the spring game. He you know had an interception. He had a long touchdown catch. He's going to be phenomenally fun to watch over the next couple of years. Does he deserve to play at a Power 5 school? Probably, you know, but the, the power of Dion attracts a talent like that to a school like Jackson State, and I think that's kind of a cool story about college football. So, you know, for Saban to swipe in on that last sign, I, I really kind of thought that's where it was kind of like, whoa, man, what, what, what are you doing? You know, right. like I get maybe taking a shot at Jimbo because, uh, you know, odds are a lot of those guys that are in Jimbo's class you know, he beat out Saban for it was probably, you know, sure. Alabama and Texas A&M at the finish line. And, you know, A&M just kind of w- was able to reel him to college station. So he was, you know, S- Saban's probably been pissed about that since, you know, December. But, you know, bringing Dion and Travis, Travis Hunter was going to Florida State. He was committed to Florida State. Mm-hmm. It, it, at no time in the process did it ever seem like Alabama was close to getting him. Now, maybe they were behind closed doors, but it never was like that publicly. And for, for, Saban to kind of reel in Dion, you know, and, and, and if I'm Saban, Dion's the last person I want to pick a fight with. You know, I mean, as far as it goes with Jimbo, I think that, you know, people will love to see that. That, that would create a buzz and, you know, kind of gives you a little bit of a, you know, a hate factor into your rivals in the college football. But as far as Dion, there's nothing to gain for Saban going after Dion. What are you going to do, play Jackson State? You better beat him right. by 100. You know, I mean, what, what – What's what's the end goal? And Dion publicly is going to win every piece of the social game. Well, let me let me grab a call right quick. Uh, Jackson River Ridge, Jack, you're on with Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show. Oh, good evening, guys. Um, I'll make this quick. Jordy, first of all, I, I completely 100% agree with you. I don't know what Saban was thinking about. Um, he's benefited greatly financially and in terms of stature by by this crooked system. And for him to come in off the top rope when he's on the way out, you know, he'll. I mean, you would think he's going to be retiring the next few years. It's just silly for him to get into that conversation. But, but guys, the, the question, the question I have for y'all is, um, I, I have to believe college college football is going to really change in the next few years. I, I could see a system where they they divide Division One in the in the three brackets and completely get rid of the uh, conferences. Do y'all think there's any situation where that might happen? Because because all all of these 
only the tops of these conferences are really competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, the bottoms of the conferences are just there for wins. So, yeah, I think something like that could happen. Jordy, go ahead. I think everything's on the table. At this point, it's so out of control. It's so out of whack. You know, I mean, I saw Jordan Addison, the Bolitnikoff receiver, committed to USC. He pledged right. to USC. That seems like that's been a deal that has been done for, for weeks now. So there's, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of dirty stuff happening in the game right now. You know, Pat Narduzzi, the Pittsburgh head coach, came out and said publicly, look, I called Lincoln Riley, and we had some, we had some choice words you know, back and forth at each other. And I think that you'll start to look, look, look up now and you see Saban going after Jimbo, Jimbo going after Saban. A lot of this stuff is creating a lot of turmoil within the sport. It's creating um, a, a lot of uh, backstabbing within the sport. So I think right now behind closed doors, I really think everything's on the table. I really do. Aaron Murray, Georgia. Uh, former Georgia quarterback sat in on the show this morning, and I thought he mm-hmm. brought up a you know an idea that it, it probably won't come to light, but it, it makes a lot of sense. Would be relegation, you know, in college football. I mean, you're in the SEC, and this money is about to get up to what what people believe maybe eighty million dollars per school per season. Why why does Vanderbilt deserve to get a cut of that check? If you know Cincinnati's out there and been busting and playing well for the last couple of years, why don't you give them an invitation to the league and see if they can't hack it and cut it? And the people that can't and can't keep up with the standard, well, you're taken out of that money pool. And I think that you know that's a out of the box idea that it would take a lot of people in a room to legally figure out. But I'm not saying that that's the plan. But I'm saying that stuff like that needs to be discussed. I think a total break from the NCAA. Is, is evident. I think that that's going to happen. I, I see a day where Greg Sankey, to me, makes the most sense. Or, or last night, talking on, on, on a podcast in, in, in Tampa with, with Aaron Murray and Mr. SEC, we were talking about it. Maybe Saban is setting himself up for what would be life after football. Maybe behind closed doors, people have said, hey, man, if you step away here in the next four years, three years, however long, two years, would you become the commissioner of college football and just let it be its own island? It would make a lot of sense. He's a guy in the game that a lot of people, you know, before today, you know, it seemed like unanimously had a ton of respect for. I don't know, you know, how people feel about what, what has gone on in the last 24 hours. But to, to, to answer the question, I think that that should be on the table in discussion of breaking it up into three sections. I think that relegation, all everything should be on a whiteboard, on, on, on a discussion board, so that it, it doesn't get to a point where it is now where right. just the business of it, the feeling of it is so far advanced and now covering up what you know everybody is here for for the game, but now it's getting – it's really getting trained. You've got people coming out and talking about how unsustainable it is. I mean, Kirk Herbstreit has said it. Nick Saban has mm-hmm. said it. Kirby Smart is, you know, I mean, these people know the game. This is their life. They understand college football, and they're screaming from the mountaintops that this ain't going to work. This is not going to work. It's not going to work for right. long. So something's got to change. Jordy, always appreciate your time. Remember again, seven to nine on YouTube, the Jordy Collada Show. We'll check with you again soon. Thanks so much for the information. Great job as always, my friend. Always, Dean. Look forward to the next time. Thank you, man. See you. You got it. Jordy Collada. Jordy Collada Show. We'll be right back. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. 
two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. Huh? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto, and my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. No matter where you choose to call home, American Financing is with you every step of the way. Hey guys, it's Peyton Manning. Their team will listen to your goals, then design a custom loan that saves you up to $1,000 a month. It only takes 10 minutes to start. Call 800-700-1687 or apply online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, America's home for home loans. American Financing, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Come on down to the Silver Slipper. Hi, this is John from the Silver Slipper Casino, inviting you to join us here at the Slipper every Thursday night for our very popular Rumble on the Gulf. Now, the beach bar under the hotel will be open starting at 4 p.m. We'll have great barbecue available and live music starting at 6. So come on out and party with us while you enjoy seeing all those classic cars, Jeeps, and motorcycles that roll in every Thursday. We're on the beach here in Hancock County, Silver Slipper Casino, proud to be your host on the coast. Pass a good time at the Silver Slipper. 
Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. AC goes down. They're there for you. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, The Hideout Bar, and Old New Orleans Cookery. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Catch the Three Tailgater Show with Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon on 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying your terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Mentory by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans Best Burgers, Poor Boys Muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at FrancescaDeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. 
Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Eight-time Grammy Award-winning superstar, Carrie Underwood, presents the Denim and Rhinestones Tour with special guest Jimmy Allen. Smoothie King Center, Saturday, November 5th. Get tickets this Friday at 10 a.m. at CarrieUnderwoodOfficial.com. The brand new album, Denim and Rhinestones, is available everywhere June 10th. Carrie Underwood, produced by AEG Presents. Welcome back. 
Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app are our digital platforms. You can take the, the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. You can also catch the um, podcast on, um, on, on the uh, uh, digital platforms. And then, of course, there's Nash FM 106.1, uh, our website, and then, of course, ericasher.com, my website. Uh, you can catch it uh, there as well. Anchor is our home base. Our podcast is everywhere. Check out your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher, and, and you'll find our show. And thank you to all those that listen to us here on 106.1 FM on our digital platforms, whether, again, uh, it's also on the World Wide Web or, again, so many that, again, that pick us up on, on their favorite podcasting platform. Uh, again, it's very, very gratifying to see, again, not just the, the audience that we have each and every weekday here, 4 to 6, but, again, those that, again, that, that can't listen 4 to 6 or not within the, uh, within the, um, the, the range of our fantastic signal here at 106.1 uh, that go back to the uh, podcast and check that out. So thank you so much for doing that. Certainly appreciate it. I don't say it enough, but thank you. We certainly appreciate it. Our sponsors appreciate that as well. And, of course, we appreciate you supporting those sponsors uh, who, again, uh, make this show possible. Uh, also, I'd like to tell you to join me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports uh, at uh, 1 o'clock today on WLAE-TV. We're coming up at 6 o'clock, right? 6 o'clock. Uh, we've got um, uh, the first rebroadcast tonight on LAE. 10 o'clock, that's tonight on the Deuce. And then Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at, Pel- at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And uh, don't forget, it'll be on all of our social media platforms probably this evening at some point. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Today's program brought to you by my good friends over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Let me just say this, folks. The Bader Brothers are, are maybe are unsung heroes in this town. Um, they have converted so many uh, failing businesses, uh, you know, uh, dilapidated buildings. And when they go in, they go in and they recreate the building. Okay, so they renovate it completely uh, and, and put it back into commerce. Uh, I can't tell you how many, uh, again, uh, uh, times that, that I've, I've, I've looked at the buildings before they've gone in and, and, and reworked them. And, look, they, they put a tremendous amount of money, time, and effort in, into bringing the best in, in New Orleans restaurants to you, each, to each and every one of us. And, of course, those that visit us from around the world and, and around the country. Uh, their restaurants uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Oceana Grill, uh, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, and there are a few more out there that we don't advertise on this on this program. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, if you got a chance to be able to go out and experience uh, a meal, cocktail, uh, getting together at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, you're going to have yourself a good time and a great meal as well. Uh, this half hour is brought to you by our, our friends over uh, at uh, uh, the Mothership. Oceana Grill, voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining uh, by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week and, and open late, okay? They close at 1 a.m., but, I mean, if, if there's a crowd in, in, in Oceana, they're not closing. You know, I, I tell people this all the time. They, they're real, someone is in that building 24 hours a day because by the time they close at 1 o'clock and, again, and everybody's out, out the door, they have to clean the restaurant, clean, clean the, the kitchen, get everything ready for the next day. Next day started at about 6 a.m. They open it, they, again, they open at 8 a.m., but, again, uh, uh, the cooks, everybody's in there for about 7 a.m. getting everything ready, prep ready to go. Open at 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily, open late, 
Uh, New Orleans, best breakfast. Got it if you love breakfast. And, I mean, if you're one of those people that just enjoy a really good breakfast, got to try Oceanus Breakfast. Uh, again, you can go from just traditional eggs, grits, sausage, bacon, pancakes, etc., to the world-famous crepes, uh, the, 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 uh, the accompanying cocktails are out of sight. Some of the best mixologists in all the world, again, are, are at, uh, at uh, Oceana Grill and part of the Oceana Family Restaurants. Just great mixologists, and the cocktails are, will amaze you. And then there's the lunch and dinner service. Uh, lunch starts at 10 a.m. and goes all the way to 4 p.m. Dinner starts at 4 p.m. and goes to 1 a.m. So a little bit of overlap between breakfast and lunch, lunch and dinner. Uh, and, of course, you're talking about uh, an eclectic menu that has something for everyone. From, again, Cajun Creole cuisine that would delight, delight you for lunch and dinner, but also uh, uh, something for everyone, meaning, uh, you know, traditional American food, uh, you know, hamburgers, you can have barbecue ribs, you know, a steak. I mean, they, literally, again, the menu is, is full of something for anybody on, 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 on your party will find something to eat. Believe me, I know. Uh, my daughter is a finicky eater, and uh, when we went to Ocean, we went to an Oceanic Grill, she's, she can always find something she enjoys. And that's, that's, that's kind of a bell cow for us when, when you know when my daughter can find something she can enjoy uh, at a restaurant. Oceana's got you covered. They got an authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. It's also dog-friendly. And then, of course, five private rooms can, that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. And, boy, do they put on a party over at Oceana Grill. I'm telling you, fantastic event. Uh, the, the catering is second to none. Uh, and, of course, again, the, uh, the, the, the staff there just loves entertaining their guests. So, again, if you want to have an event, fantastic. And you just steps off Bourbon Street, okay, or you're not too far from Frenchman Street. Keep the party going. Fair, family friendly. And, of course, uh, again, uh, just uh, if you want to go there with, uh, with a date, you want to uh, close a business deal. So many business deals I've seen closed over at Oceana Grill. Or, again, don't forget, uh, just to you, you and a friend, just going out to enjoy breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Uh, to find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill, the best time off Bourbon Street, open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. And just so proud to have uh, the Oceana family of restaurants as our Thursday sponsor. Just another sponsor that's been with us for well over a decade. Uh, you know, I'm going, I'm going on almost 15 years now. They've been a sponsor of this program, and we thank them so much. Uh, just about a minute away from our, our good friend, Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights, let me remind everybody about Southern Tire Hickory Nail Line in Mentory, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, and I say it every day, right? There's no way you stay around in this town fixing vehicles, putting tires on vehicles uh, since 1972 if you're not treating your customers right. That's number one. Same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, okay? Uh, same ASC certified technicians you get at the dealership, but you don't get those sticker shop prop prices. And then, of course, on top of that, wheels and tires up to 30 inches, the largest selection of wheels and tires in the metropolitan area, and then also financing is available. That's Southern Tire Hickory and Airline. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide with their customers. That's Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right. We talked some Pelicans basketball with my good friend, Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. He joins us on the program now. Ali, how are you, bud? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for sitting for the, sitting through that. Let me pay my bills and, and, and pay tribute to our to our great sponsors that sponsor our program. Uh, but I'm I'm doing look, honestly, I'm doing fantastic. And I think if you're a Pelican fan right now, uh, you just got to be smiling ear to ear. I mean, Ali, you and I have been talking about this for years now. And then of course, you know the the total turnaround that we saw this particular year. And you know, for the first, and I said this to the audience about about two weeks ago, and I, and I reiterated it this week. 
for the first time in, 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 that I can remember in NBA basketball here in this town, and I go back to, again, with the ABA uh, when, 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 when the, the Bucks were here and, of course, uh, the advent of the Jazz here in New Orleans, this is the first time I can say going in, into an offseason and then, and then looking forward to another regular season where you're, you're, you're not counting on one player. It's not all revolving around one player. And if this one player doesn't play well or that player doesn't want to be here, then, they go, then of course, the, the, the franchise is destined to be in the lottery. This team looks like it's built for the long term. It looks like it's built for sustainable winning. And there is a plethora of, of, of talent on this team right now, so much so that you get the eighth pick in the draft and you're thinking to yourself, well, man, maybe we can get somebody that can help us today. Well, maybe we can get somebody that can help us years from now. There's just so many uh, different options for this team now that they didn't have at the beginning of the season. It's an absolutely amazing transformation. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, without a doubt. What was it, six weeks into the season, we were talking about anywhere from is Willie Green the right coach to pushing the players to wanting to see maybe David Griffin get replaced. And then you're right, the way the season finished, everything went, you know, turned 180 degrees and all to the positive. And look, I haven't seen a New Orleans team, and I started watching since 2002 when the Hornets moved from Charlotte. I've never seen a team that, that looks so capable for the upcoming seasons in terms of, you're right, it feels like that all that talk of wanting to build a sustainable winner by David Griffin, I, I think it's going to come to fruition. And, and everywhere, every corner you look, you see the, you know, you see the potential. They, were, they turned around and became an above-average 500 team without Zion Williamson spending a single minute out there. They added a lead guard, one of the best out there, C.J. McCollum, who's still really in his prime. And then, of course, those three rookies that they, they picked up, uh, and one of them, of course, undrafted in Jose Alvarado. But you feel confident that they're going to be here for a long time and be really good, positive contributors. And then, you know, there's even other guys that we're not even mentioning on the roster, right? Jonas Valanciunas, Larry Nance, several others. And, and they're all under contract for next season. And, and, and you mentioned, Eric, the number eight overall pick in the next month's draft. That's going to be the Pelicans, too. So they're just armed with so much potential and talent. And, and the arrow is firmly pointing upwards. Like, I've never seen in the last 20 years of basketball here in New Orleans, like I said, since Charlotte got here. I'm not right, talking sure. about the days of, in the 70s, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look, there was a time, especially when they had West and Paul and Chandler, where we thought that, you know, the, 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 and Peja was there as well, that, that the next year was going to be the next step until obviously, again, you know, we had a cash poor owner in George Shin who wanted to unload Tyson Chandler, all this full thing about his foot. He'd never play again. Guy played 20 years in the NBA, right? I mean, so, you know, that then, then of course, CB3 sours on it. The, he goes to the, the, the team goes in receivership, and then here we go. Even Tom Benson, when he took over this team, and you know this, Ali, he didn't put money into this team. I mean, it was, it was an afterthought. The horse racing stables meant more to him than this basketball team. It was, I thought it was more about, again, not having competition for the sports dollar here in New Orleans. That was the main reason why he bought the team. Now, I think it's a transformation with Gail Benson there. I think she wants to win. I think this is her baby, and I, and I think she's going to do everything she can to make this, this franchise successful, meaning, again, that when it's time to be able to, again, pay that luxury tax, I think she's going to do it as she said she does. But it's a different time in NBA basketball now here in New Orleans, different than it's ever been in the history of NBA uh, here in New Orleans. Exactly. There's a priority on the team, and I couldn't agree more. We, we were so hopeful that that uh, triumvirate of David West, Chris Paul, and Tyson Chandler were going to be something special. I mean, they brought in Tyson to be here for years because of Chris Paul, who was 22 when, you know, they made it to the semis in that 2008 playoffs. 
And it was unfortunate that run ended quickly. You know, Peja, his back gave out. And as you mentioned, the biggest problem, though, was the cheap ownership. And you can't have that. You've got to have the full resources and support from your owner in order to succeed in professional sports. We've seen it time and again. And you're right, Del Dents, while, you know, you can question whether his decision-making was on point or not, he wasn't given those resources either uh, when Tom Benson was the actual owner, right, before Gale. We saw sure. the team suffered injury after injury, and they did not have the, the, the type of fitness center that they needed, you know, the medical um, professionals, all, all that. They, they really skimped over it. And you, you, like I said, you can't win with that. But that's all changed under Gale. She, she invested heavily as soon as she became owner. When she hired David Griffin, I know he, she paid out a big sum of money for him. They upgraded the Metairie practice facility right next to the Saints, and they, they've got separate staffs. Everything's separate now, and it, it just shows when you just walk in there and talk to people. But now, finally, it looks like the on-the-court product is also going to match the off-the-court product. So they have to be in unison, and this is the first mm-hmm. time we've ever seen it since right. the team moved here to New Orleans. All right, let's talk about we had look. You had the eighth pick in the draft, but nice to be in the top four. Still not out of the question. They have assets, and again, maybe they can dangle some of those assets uh, to be able to move in the top four if they love a player. But let's say they stay at eight. Uh, give me three players you like at eight and, and why you think those players may fit with the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, the biggest thing I'm chasing is shooting. Pelicans finished 27th, and while I do expect some individual improvement to where that number is going to be lifted up, lift the team up higher amongst the rest of the league, it's not going to be enough. Really, outside of Trey and CJ, it's kind of hard to count on who else is going to shoot threes for you and knock them down at a great rate because Brandon Ingram, he regressed especially with the attempts of volume. Um, and you wonder if, if he's going to get back to what he was in his first two years here in New Orleans, where he shot about 40% and shot about seven to eight of them a game. That's why I'm, I've got Benedict Master out of Arizona, small forward, can play two guard as well. He was outstanding all season in his uh, sophomore year, but I really loved what he did in the NCAA tournament, and especially that game against TCU. That's going to forever stick out in my mind. He uh, scored in multiple variety of ways. You saw his incredible shot making. You know, he, he can make a shot whether he's got a hand in his face, how difficult it is or not. And you kind of need those players, right, Eric? You, we, we see time and again the yep. best teams, they have these guys that make those tough shots. Look at what the Phoenix Suns did, the Pelicans first mm-hmm. round, right? I know that they, they're out of the tournament, but Chris Paul and Devin Booker and a few others, they made some big shots. You need to have those guys. So I think Benedict Matherin is a guy that's going to be that on this level. Number two, um, I, I'm looking, honestly, now at Dyson Daniels. You know, I had first shade and sharp set on top of my list, I should say, but I think yep. he's going to go in the top five. I think he's yeah, going to he be will. a star. And if the Pelicans could trade up, I'd go after him. But, yeah, since, since the talk is that he's right there, I can't focus on him. So Matherin's one, then Dyson Daniels. He played in the G League. He's a point guard. He's got great length, Eric. Standing, I think, six, seven and a half, six, eight. Great defender a lead general, something that the Pelicans could probably need at some point in the future, right? Once yes. C.J. McCollum retires, and you still want somebody to be that playmaker for B.I. and Zion. I think Dyson can be that guy. And then third, I, I, th- I guess it might be A.J. AJ Griffin. I'm mm-hmm. not too enamored with him because of his injuries in high school. I wasn't impressed by the three games. I really focused on him uh, while he was at Duke last year. But, you know, he's 18 and a half years old. He did make 45% of his threes. He's got great length, too, and he could be at least a 3 and D guy, uh, experts think, on this level. So he's got that going for him. And like I said, 
Pelicans need to upgrade their guards, their wings, especially guys that can shoot the ball. I think that's the priority. All right. Chances that you think them trying to trade up for a particular player, and if that would happen, maybe the assets they may use. We know they have Lakers' uh, number one picks left. They have the pick swaps. They have, they have some Milwaukee number one picks left in pick swaps. They have players on this roster that, again, may not fit anymore, that, again, may be a fit for other teams. How do you think they go about it if they move up? And then, if you would, just follow what was maybe possibly moving back if you think that's a possibility. Yeah, moving up, I don't see it. First of all, there's got to be a team that's willing to sell, and we know that the Pacers, the Pistons, and everybody above them, right, the Kings, the Rockets, the Thunder, Magic, they're all in the youth movement. So there should be no way they should have any interest in wanting to move back, especially those top three, right? You want Bancaro, Holmgren, and Jabari Smith because they're right. probably franchise-changing players. And then the guys right after them aren't bad either, right? Murray, Ivy, and as I mentioned, Shaden Sharp. Mm-hmm. So yep. I don't foresee anybody uh, offering the pick for even if New Orleans was interested in somebody, Eric. I, I, I just don't see it. So – Portland Trailblazers, I should have mentioned them, right? They're sitting one pick ahead, and there's no reason right. to move up one when you know they're going to be nah. kind of rebuilding, too. I know they've got Dame, mm-hmm. but I'm not, expect, I'm not expecting a quick turnaround with that team. I think okay. for the long haul, they're going to need a bunch of young talent, too. So moving down, though, I could see that. Because say the Pelicans do have an eye on Matherin, who in some mocks has gone about 11, 10 or 11. Right. So getting him an eight, you know, maybe you could get a, pick up an asset and then grab him a few spots later. And I know that there's certain teams out there that have big wish lists, right? For instance, the Wizards, they desperately want a point guard. They might want to jump up to eight to be able to secure Dyson Daniels. Um, You could see maybe Oklahoma City, because they've already got the number two, they've got the number 12. Well, maybe they would also want to grab another top-tier guy, move up to eight, and maybe the Pelicans could get some future assets, right? Oklahoma City's loaded with them. They've got about 20 or something to spend over the next five years. So maybe David Griffin could grab one of those just by dropping down and still getting his guy. So, yeah, moving down, I give it maybe about 15 20% chance of likelihood, but moving up pretty much zero. Yeah. Um, Daniels is an interesting prospect huh? because he was in the G League last year. Uh, he's a, supposed to be, again, a, a very good passer, uh, you know, lockdown defender. Um, talk a bit about that. Talk about him, my pardon me. Yeah, I mean, Dyson Daniels represents what I think – you know, is the prototypical NBA point guard. And really great comparison for anybody that watched basketball last year in the Thunder. Uh, Josh Giddy with the Thunder. He, he pretty much has that same skill set, same height, even the same athleticism, right? They're not high flyers, but they're really tall, use their wingspan well, and they're pass first, real legitimate pass first point guards who also yes. can defend. And I think Dan is a much better defender than Giddy. And Giddy showed that last year, even though he came into the league without a shot, it didn't hold or the thunder back. And there were some months where he actually looked pretty darn good, right, with his outside jumper. So the thought is, right, if it's, if, if it's not broken and you've got Fred Vincent on your staff, well, Tyson Daniels makes a lot, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of sense for the Pelicans. Adding a versatile guard, right, he can guard one through three. Like I said, be that pass guy. Um, he can grab and rebound really well. I think that's something you've got to contemplate when you've got, honestly, Brandon Ingram, who doesn't rebound at a super high clip. Neither has Zion, really. So that, that's also valuable. So I, I do. I love Dyson Daniels. He just doesn't have mm-hmm. the shooting yet. And I think, like I said, that's the priority. Future of, of, of Devontae Graham uh, with New Orleans. A lot of people believe that he may be dangled, uh, especially as they're looking for roster spots. Do you think they hold on to him? Do you think they move him? Eric, I think he's going to be kept for the simple fact, at least until the trade deadline, that he's got no value around the league. 
you know, he, he just signed an, a new deal and he didn't even prove himself worthy of the 11 or so million um, that he's, he's making per year. He's going to have to get that value up. And the only way he can do is by honestly just rehabbing his image across the league. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what the Pelicans are going to do. Because, look, last summer they needed to move off several players because they desperately needed to build a winner, right? So moving yes. off of Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, you had to do it. So that's why assets were attached to those guys. But you, just, you, you don't do that. You don't have to do that with Devontae Graham, I feel like. Because, look, even if he plays or he sits, You've already got. We've already talked about this great nucleus that you've got, and you're going to be a winner. So you've got time. You don't need to, like I said, waste any more assets trying to move guys out of here. And I think that's what Devontae's going to have to do. Jackson, on the other hand, he may not require an asset right, because he's young. So I could see chances of him getting moved this summer are a lot higher, I think, than Devontae Graham. Larry on the email wants to know your thoughts on on the fact that uh, Herb Jones was second team uh, All NBA rookie team. He feels like he should have been on the first team. Uh, what say you? <laughs> he undoubtedly should have been on the first team. I agree, too. I don't think there was any more valuable rookie in the league this year. I mean, I know you can point to Evan Mobley, uh, Franz Wagner, several others that really shine, Kate Cunningham. But I don't think any team meant more to the, their own team's wins and losses than Herb, right? We're already talking about him being one of the 10 best defenders in the league. And I thought that he also brought enough variety where with the rebounding, the playmaking, mm-hmm. And in particular, pushing the ball in transition, he showed he's so much more versatile. And the advanced numbers, they love him, right? I, I think he finished over every other rookie and wins above replacement. A lot, of tight, a lot of those key stats that people look at. So, yeah, without a doubt, whether you watch the games, whether you're just a stat guy, Herb Jones right. was undoubtedly one of the top five players, rookies, I should say, in the league this year. And it's, it's, it's a shame that he wasn't voted in on that first team. I agree. I 100% agree with you. Are they extending C.J. McCollum this, this offseason, or are they going to wait? You know, I think they're going to try and give him the extension. I really do. As for where Jackson, I don't think they're going to give him one dime. They're undoubtedly going to give him one. C.J., right. I have a feeling that there was probably like a little bit of a handshake at the time of the trade that, look, we're going to take care of you our first opportunity that we can. And that's why we've heard C.J., you know, basically sing uh, New Orleans tunes since he's gotten here. And I think that the Pelicans are going to have to reciprocate by giving him that extension now. Because let's face it, what if he has a little bit of a down year or something? You don't want that hanging over any kind of negotiation talk with right. your CJ or his group. So you want to take care of that now. And like I said, by him putting such a positive spin on his trade to New Orleans, I've got to think that New Orleans is in turn going to you know, rub his back by giving him that extension this summer. i got to believe Larry Nance too, right? Oh, without a doubt. You've got to lock him up. I think there's no doubt that Willie Green found that versatile big mm-hmm. that he needs off this bench. And he's, he's going to be entering his last year on, on a really good um, – at a good price point, just around $10 million, just a little bit less, I think. And so you're going to want to wrap him up um, because what if he has a big year? What if there's another unfortunate injury to a front court player and suddenly he's seeing 30 minutes and he does really well? Right. I think you want to wrap him up just like you did Jonas Valanciunas before he played mm-hmm. his first game for New Orleans. Yeah, that's a great point. Over the next few weeks, you know, as, uh, you know, after, especially after we get past the draft, I'm going to want to start talking about, uh, again, how Zion fits with this team, uh, you know, how much maybe the offense is going to change, defense. Uh, you know, he's, a again, a guy that's ball dominant. And, you know, this team really played well without him. And there was a, a great rotation, um, the, the ball movement. There was, the, the you know, the fluidity of the team. 
And I'm going to want to talk about that down the line. I'm sure you guys are going to talk about it on the bird rights uh, as well. But I, I, I'm telling you, if you're, if you're just a novice NBA fan in this town, uh, you better pay attention to what's going on on Airline Drive when it comes to the Pels because as you and I opened up this segment today, uh, it's never been like this in the history of NBA basketball here in New Orleans. No, Eric, they're on the precipice of good things, and we saw that in just one season. To start off as poorly as they did to where even the big first test was just don't pack it in for the rest of the season. They didn't, right. and then all we saw was positive from there on out. The individual improvement with all the players, the rookies, how much Ace shined, Willie Green, and what he's meant to this squad, to the stars. And we, I already touched on C.J. McCollum singing New Orleans praises and the fact that he wanted to come here because he sees mm-hmm. that successful future, right, with B.I. and Zion. So, yeah, I mean, Eric, everywhere you look, from the stars to the role players to the coaching staff to the front office, making the moves and getting them right over the last year, there's nothing yep. but positive that scream. We're about to enter an era, I think, that's going to be the best scene yet since Charlotte moved yep. here. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Always a pleasure, my friend. Tell the folks about your fantastic site and how folks can follow you on social media. Absolutely. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nation. It's all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. And please follow us along on our our podcast where we just put one out. We're going to be doing that regularly leading up to free agency. But, of course, tackling the rookie, uh, Mm -hmm. the draft that's coming up next week and looking at a bunch of rookies too. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks, my friend. We'll talk next week. Absolutely. Take care, Eric. You too, bud. Ali can sell the bird rights. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning. Hey, when you think in generator for your home, your business, they are the experts when it comes to generators. Uh, financing is available generators. You can pay a low monthly rate every single month instead of again, having to pay that all, all up front. New install quality check after one month. It's something they do for all their customers, part of their customer service uh, uh, a pledge. And then, of course, the single-day install. Uh, Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home, sit down with you, do a consultation or your business, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator to power up your home if the electricity goes out. And then y'all come to an agreement, single-day install. It gets put on the calendar. They have uh, generators available for you right now uh, in the warehouse over at Burkhardt's uh, compound in, in, in Mandeville. So, again, no wait. Also, 24-7, 365 emergency service. Uh, your generator goes down. As soon as it's safe to have the technicians come out, they got you up and running. Generator sales and service. you got to think Burkhart, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Get out there and enjoy a great meal and a cocktail at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back with Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints podcast. Don't go anywhere. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Beau Rivage Resort and Casino. Dreamcast Entertainment presents Fun and Beulah, the Cirque-style extravaganza of the summer. Only at Beau Rivage. It's fun for the whole family. May 28th through June 23rd. Tickets start at $12.95 and family four-packs for $40. Visit BeauRivage.com for tickets. Based on availability, schedule subject to change, plus tax and service fees. Some restrictions may apply. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling along 10 westbound from North Claiborne all the way to just before the airport. 
On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from Veterans to the 10610 merge. On the eastbound side, if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, delays stretch from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. On the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway, your backups are solid from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And look out for accidents Conti at North Carrollton, also Dwyer at Flake, and Fig at Short Street. I'm Ed Robinson, broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Text BOOTS right now, B-O-O-T-S, to 68255 for a chance to win a date night with Carrie Underwood playing live at the Smoothie King Center November 5th. Prize includes a pair of tickets to the show, dinner for two, and a $50 gift certificate from Villaries Flowers. It's New Orleans Country Station, 1061 Nash Icon. Don't forget about my friends at Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, three floors. I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. As you walk in the first floor, the beautiful picture windows overlooking Bourbon Street. You can dine by those picture windows and watch all the craziness on Bourbon Street. You go to the back of the, of the restaurant on the first floor. There's a beautiful French Quarter courtyard, authentic, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. You can eat, have cocktails there. Get in the elevator, head up to the second floor as the door is open. you got a beautiful bar that's sitting there. And, yes, a Bourbon Street balcony. You 
you can dine. Have uh, again one of those huge second floor. Uh, again, have have fun on, or dine on, on on the Bourbon Street balcony. Get on the uh, elevator or jump on on the stairs. Go to the third floor as the doors open. Another beautiful uh, bar sitting right there with a huge restaurant. And yes. Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. It's wonderful, beautiful. Uh, you've never seen the sight lines from, uh, from the French Quarter like you'll see on the Bourbon Street's rooftop bar. It's the only one of its kind. Mambo's the perfect time to be able to get out with, you, with your friends and family to enjoy a night out. How about a romantic getaway? Again, your next event. Or maybe, again, just trying to close that business deal that you've been trying to close. Again, wow, I'm over at Mambo's. Open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. To find out more, go to MamboNola.com. And when you finish up, go right next door to the Hinout Bar. Live music every single night. Of course, fantastic cocktails, as well as, again, uh, food available for you. Uh, you can make it a night in the 400 block of Bourbon Street, 411 to be exact, at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. Make your next memory on Bourbon Street at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. All right. Um, thanks, Dolly Cassell, for joining us in the program. Now our good friend Ross Jackson rejoins us. And I'm going to tell you, I listened to his podcast the other day where he broke down the route tree for Jarvis Landry. And see, I, I, I'm, I'm a nerd, okay? I, I like, uh, you know, uh, getting into the, the diving into you know route trees and, and stuff like that. I, I love again talking about the salary cap and the little idiosyncrasies that you get in sports. You know, outside of again just the everyday things we talk about. And I'm telling you right now, Ross breaks it down on his podcast. It was enjoyable, uh, and I recommend his podcast highly. And of course, the stuff he's doing on Saints Wire, which again can come right to your email box, is fantastic as well. Ross Jackson joins us on the show now. Ross, how you doing, bud? Hey, buddy, doing great. Hey, great. love to hear that you uh, that you love that piece. That was me showing that you know you can talk about the things that you love and uh, still make it extremely engaging and educational for the people. So I really appreciate oh, I enjoyed that. It. Don't <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was good. It was and, and, and educational. If someone doesn't understand, you know, route trees and football, just for the novice out there, you know, whether you've never played the game or you're new to the game, I mean that. I mean, it was almost. I mean, it was it was almost like academia. I mean, you were you were there. You were you made it fun. You made it uh, again interesting. And and again, it was it was. It was very educational. I mean, uh, you know, again, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, I, again, I say it again, but this is not just all, just that. I mean, the, the, every single podcast, there's something in there you're going to take away from. Uh, it's it's really a great podcast. And like I said, I recommend it to everybody. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Glad to be on here with you. Well, glad to have you back as always. Uh, let's start off with Jarvis Landry and, 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 of course, him signing with the Saints. And when you break down the, 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 the contract – I mean, I thought it was a hometown discount when it was supposed to be one year, six million, and then we find out one year, three million. And then when you really break it down, Ross, that's a steal. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, you basically got Jarvis Landry back home in New Orleans uh, at a position where, you know, you and I talked so much about how much they needed to address that wide receiver room, even beyond the idea of Michael Thomas coming back. They draft Chris Olave, and now you get Jarvis Landry in there who's going to have an immediate impact on this team, who's going to be a big-time leader over the offense, just like Tyron Mack is going to be a big-time leader over on the defense. And you got him for basically vet minimum. I mean, a $1.12 million base salary, $1.88 million signing bonus. That's just a $3 million cap hit. And then, you know, if he gets 55 catches in the season, then he ends up with another $250,000. I think I'll take that, you know. And so there's some incentives there. You know, for him, for 55 catches, 65 catches, 75 catches, and five touchdowns, things like that. But, you know, what right. this contract is right now is a $3 million deal to completely revamp your offense and give you a really, really solid piece 
right alongside Michael Thomas to help make Jameis Winston's life and this New Orleans Saints passing offense uh, their life so much easier than what they experienced last year when they were at the bottom of the NFL in passing yards. And, 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 it, and it really helps you because there's no pressure on Callaway now, who is, is going right. to be your fourth receiver. And then you can pick your spots with Deontay Hardy and allow him to be, again, the guy that gets slips away and gets deep, where, again, where maybe, again, the defense is not paying attention because they're paying attention, you know, to, again, the big three with, with, with Landry, Thomas, and Alave. I mean, there's so many things you can do. And, oh, by the way, there's a guy coming out the backfield one of the best pass catchers in all the <laughs> NFL uh, in, in Alvin Kamara. So all of a sudden they went from, again, a, a, a receiving core that, that, that was uh, devoid of talent to now there's a plethora of talent now in so many ways that if you're a creative guy like Carmichael, to be able to utilize those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I love the, the point that you make about Deontay Hardy because as you watched him, along with Marquez Calloway, in 2021 where they were kind of thrust into these really large roles and having to bear a lot of weight for that New Orleans Saints passing offense, they got better and better week in and week out. Now, it was unfortunate that Hardy's, season kind of got disrupted by that suspension uh, late in the season as he was, you know, really picking things up. But, you know, you saw Callaway get better throughout the season. You saw Hardy get better throughout the season. And so those guys aren't going to be players that aren't going to see the field in 2022. They're going to be in the mix in this game. And, and remember last year, the Saints only threw 504 passes. That was 30th in the NFL, third least. Right. That's not going to be the case in 2022. Right, they're going to at least be back where they have been between the 2017 and 2020 seasons, which puts them somewhere in between 540 to 580 passes. They may even get up to 600 passes this season, which would be more, especially considering the 17 game season, uh, which would be more close to what Javis Winston was accustomed through throughout his mm -hmm. early time in Tampa Bay. And so there's going to be targets to go around for everyone. If you allocate 140 targets to Michael Thomas, 90 targets to Traquan Smith, excuse me, 90 targets to Alvin, Alvin Kamara, 90 targets to Jarvis Landry, and 80 targets to, or 70 targets, excuse me, to uh, Chris Olave. That leaves you with 200 more targets to be able to go around right. uh, when it comes to a 600-pass offense, which is not, um, it's not an unbelievable number of passes in today's NFL. It's a pretty standard number of passes. And so I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity to get a lot of players involved, not to mention the tight ends as well, who I know were it was a little bit of a disappointing unit in 2021, yes. but hopefully that unit takes a step forward in 2022, especially with Taysom Hill now in the mix there as well. I think that it puts New Orleans in a really, really comfortable position to still be able to produce or be able to get back to producing over on the offensive side. And, and Pete Carmichael and his creativity is something we haven't celebrated much very often because we've affixed right. it all to Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and understandably mm -hmm. so. But let's not forget that Pete Carmichael, who was you know there as the, what was the quarterback's coach, if I remember correctly, back 2006, and yes. he ended up taking over as offensive coordinator after Doug Marone. Uh, departed. Doug Malone, of course, now back as offensive line coach. But Pete, Pete Carmichael was just as much of a uh, an architect in that offense as you know Drew Brees and Sean Payton were. So he knows how to innovate. He knows how to evolve this offense, and he's got the pieces to do it now going into 2022. I couldn't agree more. Ross Jackson is with us, Locked on Saints podcast and Saints Wire. He'll tell us more about that as we get ready to conclude our interview. Um, I want to talk a little bit about running back. 
Uh, they did. They, they re-signed Devon Zigbo uh, recently. Again, Abram Smith was at rookie camp. A lot of the media members that were there, you know, again, like the body type. You know, again, if you watched him at Barrow last year, he was a record-breaking uh, running back for the Bears. Um, there, there's a lot of chatter out here in New Orleans right now about Darrell Williams, the former Kansas City back, former LSU back, who again went to John Arrett, who's back home right now. There's been no word about it if he's meeting with the Saints, but some seem, some seem to believe that he may be again on, on the Saints' radar. I just, I, again, we don't know what Mark Ingram is going to be this year. Maybe he goes through the whole season and he's, he's spectacular. Maybe not. We don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara in terms of the court case, well, how long his suspension will be if it happens at all. It still feels like a, a position needs an upgrade. Do you think they could go to war with an Abram Smith or an Izigbo, or do they need to look into free agency and bring in a veteran back? Yeah, it's tough, right? We've only gotten to see Abram Smith so far in minicamp, and so you can't really make too many evaluations on him. But based upon what he did as he broke all of those records his final year at Baylor, which, by the way, was his only year playing running back, even though he was recruited as a running back, but he had to move to linebacker because they had so many depth issues over on the defensive side. Hello, welcome to the Big 12 and the lack of defenses in the Big 12. And so Abram Smith ends up playing just that one year at running back after being away from the position for two years and goes off for those 257 carries, 1,600 yards, and 12 rushing touchdowns. So you like what you saw from him, but you do have to kind of wait and see what he develops into over the course of camp. How does he understand the NFL game from the run perspective? The fact that he has the linebacker experience I think is really helpful. He talked about his ability because of having that to see the entire Mm -hmm. field as opposed to just tunnel tunnel visioning or basically also having an understanding of what linebackers are looking for in terms of the keys that they're reading so that they can get a read on the run action before he even gets the ball in his hands and how to counteract that. So there's a lot of things that you like about the mental acuity that he brings because of his experience at linebacker. We'll have to see how he walks out. But I'll tell you this, if the Saints don't end up having to deal with any kind or navigate any type of suspension to Alvin Kamara, that of course is best case scenario. But even if that's the case, Adding another veteran running back to this backfield makes sense, even mm-hmm. if it's just for training camp, right? Because you're trying to help to develop an Abram Smith. You're still trying to help to develop a Tony Jones Jr. And so bringing folks in makes a lot of sense. And the Saints do this every offseason to where they bring in veteran running backs and they bring in veteran linebackers. Those are the two positions they always try to get a look at as many different types of players as possible. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see them still do that. But if they needed to go into the 2022 season with, uh, with a running back group based upon what they have in the building right now, the four that I would walk away with and expect them to walk away with be Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Dwayne Washington, and then Abram Smith. And then you would have Adam Prentice as your fullback. And the Saints will usually keep three or four running backs, not including mm-hmm. the fullback, because of the special teams value of a guy like Dwayne Washington. And he can kind of serve both roles for you. And then you would get the special teams value of a guy like Abram Smith who can run, who can hit holes, and who can tackle. So you like that. But I think that if they had to do that, they would be in an okay enough place depending upon the length of that suspension. But i got to tell you, even if they have Alvin Kamara, getting a look at other veteran running backs, whether it's Daryl Williams, whether it's a reunion with a guy like Devontae Freeman or uh, Latavius Murray, that would make a ton of sense for what the Saints usually do and what their usual patterns are over the course of the offseason. Got about three minutes left. Want to ask you about Jameis Winston? Report this week: planting and throwing should be ready for camp. When you look at that ACL injury, the type of injury that he had, are, are you, um, uh, or do you feel comfortable that he will be back and ready to go uh, for camp, or is it going to be kind of a slow, uh, a slow uh, entrance into camp, and then you know again maybe taking their time with him? 
I would very much imagine that they'll take their time with him. I think that he would be ready. It's, it's from what we're being told, right? He's mentioned this. We got the report from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. We've also seen it from uh, from uh, a couple of other media members as well. And so there's absolutely the chance that he is ready for training camp. That's what it seems like everything's trending towards. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Saints still take it slow with him. I wouldn't be surprised to see them take it slow with Michael Thomas either, if I'm being honest with you. And yes. just not really try to ramp these guys up to the point to where they risk what would be two of their most important players on their entire team uh, mm-hmm. going into the 2022 season. So I think they would still take their time with it, but I do think he'll be ready. It sounds like he'll be ready from everything that we're being told. And, uh, and, and I think that it's a great thing for Jameis because regardless of whether or not they kind of do a slow ramp up with him or whether they go full go with him right away, he knows this is his team going into 2022. There's no confusion. There's no questions. There's no battle. It's Jameis Winston's team. And I think that that value regardless of how quickly they get him fully engaged in training camp, is going to show uh, going into this year. Uh, I definitely agree. Ross, tell us about the podcast. Tell us about Saints Wire, how folks can subscribe, and, and again, uh, to be able to check check the podcast out. Look, it's it's just the right amount of time, It's uh, and, of course, it's very, very informative. And, of course, how they can also follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the Locked on Saints podcast is available Brand new episodes every Monday through Friday, sometimes bonus episodes as well. We'll certainly have those while I'm covering training camp. Uh, we're going to do a couple of two-a-days over there as well. Uh, but you can find that wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. So easy to find and subscribe on your favorite platforms. It's free and available every single – with a new episode every Monday through Friday. And in the uh, Saints Wire, you can find it at saintswire.usatoday.com for all the written work over there. Myself, John Sigler, uh, Dylan Sanders, Maddie Hudak, and, of course, uh, Kate Kissner, all doing great work over there, making sure that Saints fans are getting multiple pieces every day. As you mentioned, you can sign up uh, to have it delivered directly to your inbox as well. So new pieces up several times all throughout the day uh, over there. And then, of course, the easiest way to keep up with everything that I'm doing is going to be over on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. Thanks so much for your time, as always, my friend. Uh, we'll check in with you uh, next week. And, again, I uh, uh, highly recommend the, the, the checking out the podcast. Great job. Hey, really appreciate it, buddy. I'll talk to you next week. Stay safe until then, and I'll talk to you soon, right? You got it. Again, Ross Jackson, again, Locked On Saints Podcast, and, again, Saints Wire. Really, really does a great job. All right. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. They do a great job for you. Whether you're looking for a new air conditioning heating system for your home, or, again, maybe you're looking for that APCO whole home air treatment system. Again, they'll keep your air air in your home clean. And, and of course, also, uh, don't forget, they, they also have an electrician on staff. They can do ceiling fans, electrical inspections. Uh, and, of course, don't forget about generators. They really, truly are, are your one-stop shop when you're looking for a company you can trust. Uh, again, AC work, they got you covered. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute curse call before they come to your home or business it's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating acpromise.com acpromise.com today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants Oceana Grill Mambo's Old New Orleans Cookery Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant and the Hideout Bar all are open late all are open seven days a week get out there and enjoy a great meal or a cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants we'll be right back hi Eric Asher I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe hey Eric 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. 
At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Summer's just around the corner, so stock up on your favorite Untucked shirts to look sharp and feel casual even as temperatures start to rise. Untucked shirts are designed to be worn untucked. They have the perfect untucked length and fits for all shapes and sizes. Try new arrivals like sweat-wicking performance shirts and short-sleeve button-downs to help beat the heat. This summer, keep your cool in Untucked shirts designed to be worn untucked. Use code SUNSHINE for 20% off your first purchase at Untuckit.com. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor's rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much to our guest today, Jordy Collada, also Alec Cassell and Ross Jackson. Thanks to Jeremy back at studio producing today. 
Also want to thank all of our great sponsors. Go to ericasher.com for a slash of the sponsor. Sponsor our program. We thank each and every one of those sponsors. Click on the icon. Takes you right to the sponsor's website. And especially our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Oceana's got you covered with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, of course, the rest of the restaurants are open for lunch and dinner. Uh, go get yourself a fantastic meal. And I'm telling you, an extraordinary cocktail at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. Mike Dettelier joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. That's coming up at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV. We'll have that up on our social media platforms at some point this evening. And the podcast of this program, if you missed any of, uh, of our great show today, uh, will be up about 20 minutes after the show ends. Coming up next, Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. This must listen to radio. We'll keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Remember, tomorrow, UNO Baseball. Uh, we'll, we'll start at uh, 4. We'll end at 545. We'll take you to UNO Baseball. It starts at 6 right here on 106.1 FM. It's been a blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog catch to the governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go. <laughs> <laughs>